Good evening, Hoops fans. Thanks for joining us, Courtside. It's a big day. Today is the first ever, hopefully not the last, Courtside Australia podcast. Thanks for so much for taking the time to listen to us. We hope you enjoy the show. It's time now to introduce the team. My name is Les Hard. I'm your host. Hopefully we'll be ongoing as your host. Sitting to my right is the big man in the middle, Dane Jones. Les, how are you, mate? Good to be here. I'm so glad you can join us, Dane. Thanks for, thanks for coming along. The, the third and final, certainly not the last member of our team, the man with the fastest hands in the South, Lee Fitzpatrick. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Look, I suppose to give you what we want to do here is we want to lay it all out. We want to give you a little bit of a rundown of what, what we're looking at. We're just three guys, love the game of basketball. We want to go through and, and I suppose bring you a little bit of jocularity and, and a bit of levity to the, the game of basketball and that we love so much. We'll be talking NBL. We'll talk local basketball. We're, we're Gippsland boys through and through. We'll talk CBL, Gippsland League. We'll talk Big V when that comes on. Bit of NBA stuff, pretty much anything that throws in, but we'll just be talking hoops the whole time. There's uh, three guys who love basketball. Exactly right. And that's, that's all we are. That's who we are. So we'll certainly be throwing that out. Um, I should mention, mention, obviously, we've got a, a Facebook page, which is Courtside Australia. You can hook us up. We're on Twitter as well, which is... We are at Courtside LDL. Fantastic. So we've also got the webpage, which is courtsideaustralia.com. Please go share, like, retweet. Anything we do, more presence, the more we get out there, the better for us. Obviously, if you, if you need to drop us a line, ask any questions or, or anything like that, hit us up on one of those platforms. So without further ado, let's get stuck in to what we're here to talk about, and that is the hoops. Um, no better place to start, lads, than, than round 16 in the NBL and, and the round that was. Huge round, impacting finals and ladder positions. We'll go through the results first. So it started way back way back Thursday night, I believe. Uh, Adelaide at home defeated Brisbane 101-68. Huge result. Adelaide keep rolling. Um, Illawarra at home lost to New Zealand, uh, 86-95. Uh, Breakers with a big road win there. Perth at home, 84, defeated Cairns, 78. It's a nice close one there. Perth, uh, very hard to beat over there with 10,000 fans packing that stadium week in, week out. Probably the surprising result for me over the weekend, Brisbane, 88, defeated Melbourne, 71. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Huge turnaround from the Bullets. Massive turnaround from the Bullets, and I think uh, it's probably a little bit there to be discussed when we, when we get into breaking it down a little bit more. Uh, Adelaide continued on their great run. Uh, beat, beat Sydney at home, 87-73. Look, Sydney, seven of their last eight they've lost. They're on a massive slide after starting the season so well. Hopefully they can turn things around. Um, again, we'll probably discuss that a little bit more later on. Uh, moving over to Cairns versus Illawarra. Cairns, 85 to Illawarra, 79. Slight hiccup there for Illawarra. Um, went into the weekend second, stayed second, but probably wouldn't like to lose in two games on the weekend. And then the final game, we rounded out. Uh, New Zealand finishing off a huge weekend for them. Uh, 86 to 82, the home victory over Perth. Look, plenty of results there, plenty of surprises. Some not so surprising. What uh, what we're going to do now is we're just going to throw it out. What, the weekend that was. What what was your surprise? What what do you think was a what were surprises? What what were you not so surprised? I think the biggest one for me was definitely Melbourne losing to Brisbane. I I just think it's such a disappointing game for Melbourne. Um, but in saying that, there were some really big plays by Brisbane and a couple of plays that really stood out. I think old kicks Daniel Kickett. Played a massive game. He got himself 24 points, shooting 9 of 13. And I guess even more impressive, he went 6 of 6 from the line. 
I think when you look at a captain, that's the sort of game you uh, you want to see coming up. Yeah, he was also joined. Just before you go on there too, just want to mention two kicks in line to have a 50-40-90 season, which is a huge achievement. Hopefully you can round that out. That's massive. I mean, that is just huge. I think that gold kicks was joined by Tory Craig as well, who added 24 of his own and uh, definitely helped to get over Melbourne. I think with Melbourne, I don't know, and I guess I'm looking for some of your feedback, guys. It seems like the guards put up a lot of points, got 44 between them. Um, but when the other guys don't stand up and, and snag some points of their own, they're always in trouble. Yeah, I think a lot of good pieces with Melbourne, but the fit is just a little bit uncomfortable. And a lot of that probably comes from beyond their control and injury woes and having guys come in at the last minute. But, you know, I think the talent is there. It's just whether they can get it together on the night. As you say, it didn't come together and the result is what it is. No question. I think the other thing for them is you look at their team right now as they line up and you have a look at their team from, from round one, huge changes. So it is difficult to, to bring guys in and out and, and have any continuity. Guys are coming in hurt. Golding's hurt. He's, he's playing hurt week in, week out. Probably isn't, isn't able to practice with the team. And it just hurts that continuity. He's putting up good numbers. Casper Ware has come in and has been absolutely outstanding since he's, he's joined the team. So they certainly haven't lost out there. But beyond them, obviously, losing David Anderson, you've lost more, you've lost Williams at two imports. Yes, they've replaced them, but it does hurt mid-season to be chopping and changing your lineup week in, week out. And, and that's that's really hurting them at the moment. Obviously, the best part about the, the NBL this season is it is so close. So they're still sitting in there equal fourth, still got a chance to push for playoffs. If they can keep this team together, they can still do some serious damage, in my yep. opinion. It's just it's a matter of keeping these guys on the court and, and making sure that they don't have these games where they're getting such a high output from two guys and then and then the rest of the team and not providing probably to the level that they would expect and, and also the coaching staff. Got to keep the boys fit and healthy. Oh, no question. You can't win games with with an unhealthy list. It's, mm. it's as simple as that. Anything else to add on that game? I think that's about it. I don't want to go too much into it. Obviously, being a Victorian, I'm a big fan of Melbourne. Um, so I'd prefer just to forget about it, move on, and, and, and get some more wins on the board. Yeah, certainly. I think the one thing to note too, huge win for Brisbane. Yeah. Cut Jermaine Beal the day before, who has been an outstanding player in the NBL for, for a couple of years, both back with Perth and now obviously with the boards. Obviously wasn't having the season that the boards wanted him to have. Questionable decision to cut him so close to finals. I know they're sitting bottom at the moment, only a couple of games out of the playoffs. Really, what have they got to lose by, by keeping him in at this stage? I'm not sure they can't replace him. It obviously do. works. Yeah, look, they obviously did. Sean Bruce came in, had a good game, started. For, for, um, and he's a capable pack, backup, obviously. Um, had a great game and, and hopefully he can continue on some, some great form late in the season. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing they gain from losing Beal is it's opportunity for guys like Sean Bruce. You know, it's confidence that this is now, you know, we're going to give you the keys and you're going to be our guy. So... Hopefully you can up. continue with that way, yeah. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, he's the sort of guy that will certainly be able to do that. Um, so, Liam, what, what about you? What, what was your highlight for the weekend? What, what were your thoughts? I think for me, the two massive wins from the Breakers. Yeah. So, they've actually, yeah, after those two wins over the weekend, they won four straight. They've jumped from the bottom of the table. They're now sitting equal second. And you would have to think, with the exception of Adelaide, are the league's hottest team at the moment. Yeah, certainly. We know how good breakers are come finals time. They've, uh, they've been outstanding the last five or six seasons. And yeah, change of change of scenery with the coach and, and also their, their players and their imports, but they're always tough to beat over there. 
They definitely are, and even you know a big win in Illawarra, which I think is absolutely huge. Um, and we might uh, yeah take a little bit of a look at sort of some of the comments from Rob Beveridge after the game, who wasn't too impressed with the Breakers' new startup import, Kevin Dillard. <laughs> did you guys get? Uh, did you catch his tweets? I did not see his tweets. Well, what did uh, what did Rob have to say? So and look, you know, obviously a lot of respect for Rob, one of the great coaches of the league and one of the great characters of our game. But I think he might have just lost sight that he is, at this point, coaching men. And, you know, it's, it's a man's game, and I think this is a part of it. So there's a quote um, from Bebo saying, you know, he saw Dillard came over to the bench and had some words with him. said he spoke to them after the game, and hopefully uh, he, being Dillard, realises you've got to have a bit of manners in the league. I don't think his parents would be overly happy with the way he treated an adult. I think when you put up 26 points and are a consistent contributor to a team, I think, yeah, you've got to be polite, you know, courteous, but in the heat of the moment, you're carrying the team, you're putting up big points every game. Mate, let him say what he wants. Yeah, look, I don't know. I didn't see the game. I didn't obviously see what, what occurred. Um, obviously, it didn't sit well with the, the Illawarra coach and obviously their team, but at the end of the day, you get beat. Is it the right thing to come out and say that? Who knows? Obviously... Obviously, Bebo thinks that was the right thing. Um, he, was, he obviously took, he was taken aback by, by what was said. Again, don't know what was said, don't know exactly what, what occurred, but at the same time, you get beat, you take it, and, and you just make sure that it doesn't happen next time you play that team. That's it, and I think there will certainly be a bit of feeling the next time those two teams meet, which hopefully we do get to see in finals. Well, they, they currently sit second and third on the ladder, so that could be a first-round semi-final matchup. <laughs> ladder is so good. The rivalry to watch. I would love to see that. And, and look, Illawarra and New Zealand both far too far for me to go, but I would definitely pay admission to see that. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, for the Breakers, you know, as I said, two great wins. Big games from Dillard. Again, consistently huge performances from Kirk Penny. Mika Vakona just doing Mika Vakona things. He's a beast. I love Mika Vakona. He's so good. He's unbelievable. This, yeah, I don't know what it is, these New Zealand guys. They just consistently, they overperform what you might expect going in and you just can never count them out, which I love. So, yeah, I'll be very keen to see them play again and hopefully go two from two again uh, next weekend. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, I think they're, they're certainly on a roll right now and it's the right time of the season to be on that roll. So, um, look, for me, my my highlight or, or low light or, or whatever it might be, I think just the continued hot form of Adelaide. They, they had a, a huge weekend again. Started off the weekend with a 33-point win at home against Brisbane. Um, rounded it out with a, another big win and, and just heaping the misery on the Sydney. They are so hot right now, and I don't see anybody beating them right at this stage. We obviously know basketball is a funny game. Anyone can win on any one night, especially in this league. But they are so hot. They've got so many weapons. They run so deep. Um, They're definitely the favourites coming into the pointy end of the season. Clearly. How can clearly, you look past them? Clearly the favourites. They've got... Probably the best player, um, and not only that, almost a lock to win league MVP, in my opinion, that's Randall, Jerome Randall. He is an outstanding player. And I suppose this is where you can have a look at a difference between a team like Adelaide and Melbourne. Randall's been there, done that for a few years. He's built that chemistry with the local guys, and all of a sudden you see it reap on the rewards this year. Yeah, very hard to argue. I think, you know, there's a lot of good players in this league, but to see someone do it, from day one all the way through the season and the way he's carried that team and the way he's just sort of kept them together, man, he's good to watch.
exciting. He is so good to watch. And, and the, the other guy that I love watching right now, Nathan Sobey. If he's not the most improved player in the league, I don't know who is. Um, I'm going to throw this over to you, Liam. You've you played against him um, back in, in Div 1 when he was playing at Warrnambool uh, a few years ago. Obviously, he went back and won the league MVP in the big, big V this year, I believe. Um, what's changed in, in three or four years to take him from a guy that, look, he's obviously a very, very solid basketball player, but now to be an, an absolute star in the National League, what's changed? What do you see in him and, and why has he made that improvement? I think pure and simple. He's just a gym rat. So if you look at Sobey as a guy... <laughs> 15, 16, 17, wouldn't have been on anyone's radar. Not a lot of him. Yeah. He's, you know, lucky to be, I think, as a junior, 60 kilos dripping wet. <laughs> um, and just the work that he put in, obviously, had some great coaching up there in Warrnambool. Uh, played two years at junior college and then obviously transferred to Wyoming. And I think after two years with the Cowboys, came back and managed to get himself a development spot with Cairns. And I think it's just been that work. Yeah. You know, and they obviously saw something in him. Adelaide that have really given him an opportunity. And I think there's got to be every other team in the league just kicking themselves that this guy's been under their nose. No question. I think it's obviously going to be tough for him to get back to Warnwood next year at Big B. I think he might be one of those restricted players now. <laughs> <laughs> MBL doesn't let go back. Cause, uh, yeah, to see to see him and the improvement and the strides he's made in his game, it's a, it's, it's a testament to him and the work ethic that he, and the work that he's put in. But obviously some credit's got to go to Joey Wright and, and the Adelaide 36ers start too to see something in him. And, Given the opportunity, and all of a sudden he's 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 almost their second option now, and and sometimes this season he's been their first option. So definitely uh, huge huge uh, props to him, and uh, I love watching him play. I love, love seeing what he does. Right, that, anyone? I, yeah, I think the Seahawks might actually lose him to potentially an NBA summer league spot next year. I'd be surprised if there wasn't some international interest. Surely, yeah. I mean, look, he's got he's a guard, but but's got got a hell of hops and, and some massive athleticism. So. He can shoot the ball. He can slash exactly what NBA teams look for. And, and you're right. You're surprised if he didn't get at least a look in in, in a training squad or, or a summer league appearance. At the very least, you'd think he's going to play Siebel or, or Big B champ. Um, yeah. At oh. the very, very least. I, I, yeah, I've got to think, if he's uh, if he's still in Australia next year, he needs to fire his agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he's, Couldn't agree more. he's going places. Couldn't agree more. That's our, uh, that's our NBA Round 16 wrap for this week. Um, before we move on too far... We've got a nice little segment that we like to call Getting Jiggy With It. I'm going to throw it over to Liam. It's his segment. He can tell you a little bit about it. But here it is, Getting Jiggy With It. Getting Jiggy With It. So I'm going to circle right back to my man, Kevin Dillard. Oh, I can't yeah. get off him. I think we've all probably seen the clip right now. If you haven't, it will come up on our Facebook page. One of the greatest little fake behind-the-back wraparound passes. <laughs> That was nice. And that just, I think that just continues with what he's been doing. He's got this New Zealand team having fun and he's good to watch. So only his fifth game, fourth and fifth games over the weekend. Since he started, they're four and one. He's averaging 22, five and two splits of 50, 41 and 82. Wow. So it's massive. He's just getting it done all over the floor and he's fun to watch. That, I haven't seen that play and obviously we did some prep for the podcast before we started today. And we watch the top 10 plays and, and all of a sudden he comes to live with this little fake almost behind the back. Well, it wasn't even a fake. He's, for the guys that haven't seen him, and like Liam said, we'll, we'll throw it up on the Facebook page, but he's going right, put it behind his back with his right hand without putting the ball on the floor, then threw a behind the back pass with his left to an open guy for layup. You don't see that. 
that's a testament to the NBL. They're getting these sort of guys out here. It's such a fun league to watch now. And really, if you don't watch it, do yourself a favour and do so. Um, Can I just say, I didn't even pick up on it on the video. He sold it to me watching the highlight. That guy is so athletic, so exciting to watch. Oh, I just can't wait for next week with him. Absolutely. It was a real swift one. Yeah, absolute swift one. Absolute swift one. That is our wrap of the NBL Round 16. We'll come back at the end of the podcast with some tips for Round 17 and, and some a bit more fun and stuff like that. Right now, we're going to take a really short break. We'll come back. We'll start change of pace. We'll talk CBL finals. Welcome back to Courtside Australia. Thanks for joining us again. As we said before the break, we're, uh, we're changing pace here and we're going to get into the local CBL finals. Um, obviously, we've come in at a really good time. Season's done and dusted now. Now the real stuff begins. Now we play for glory. Uh, we're going to go through. We're going to preview. We're going to have a little bit of a look at the game, quick look at the games. Uh, hopefully, we get an opportunity to go out and potentially even broadcast the game next weekend, the grand final. Uh, but for now, we, we'll preview this. So firstly, on Saturday night, 8 p.m., Warrior Leisure Centre. We've got the Warrior Warriors who finished first on the ladder. Great season for them. Uh, always perennial top two team in the, in the CBL uh, league in, in Gippsland. Um, they've had, a, like I said, had a great season, finished top of the ladder, get the right to have their home final. They're taking on Maui Meteors who finished fourth, probably four weeks into the season. Not many people would have thought Maui were going to play finals. I think they started on four or five or something. A couple of pieces come back, all of a sudden they get on a bit of a roll. And realistically, if it wasn't for a hiccup last Sunday against Jerome at home, they're playing they're playing Churchill on Sunday instead of finishing third. So yeah. they're a team that they're a serious team right now, and, and they've got to be taken seriously. Um, obviously, getting Josh Pierce back is, is huge for them, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit more as we go along. Warrigal, as I said earlier, huge season for them as always. They've got five guys average double figures. Um, all-star lineup. Let's be honest. They're, they've got guys that play big V. They've they've got guys that play big V for years. They've got probably the best defender in the league that doesn't even play big V. Doesn't take basketball seriously. Number. Jesus is a good footballer though. Yeah, great footballer. <laughs> Our very own five-finger discount, uh, Fitzpatrick. Well, look, yeah, I, I noticed that, that Fitz has been a bit quiet over there because he is a part of this team. I just having a look through the season stats. I'm I'm not sure it's entirely correct because he's he's played 13 games and only has 38 fouls. Surely, if he's played <laughs> if he's played thirteen games, he's upwards of fifty pounds. I'm sure of that. That does feel light on. <laughs> Someone's looked after me there. I think on the score sheet or two. That is fantastic. But look, obviously, this game at Warrigal, home game for the Warriors, it's going to be a huge advantage for them. Um, I saw probably a little bit of strange fixturing in the, in the fact that Warrigal finished their games before Christmas. Um, so look, the break they have had a break. They haven't played for four weeks and. Look, I'm not sure the reasoning behind that, but hopefully that doesn't come back to hurt them. I see they've been putting in work. I see that on Facebook last week they had a practice game against Sherbrooke's youth league team and, and beat them, so that's probably a good sign. In terms of season scorers, uh, Calvin Rees is leading them at, at 16 and a half a game. He's such a solid player, and, and he's going to be a really tough matchup for the Maui team. Um, Umbu Uyanu has he's averaging 16 and a half a game as well. Uh, the thing with him, the thing with him, and, and you can certainly attest to this, Fitzy, he does it at both ends. He's, as I said, probably not even probably. He's, oh, I know, including yourself, and I know you won't agree to this. We're probably the two top defenders in the league, um, but he just gets it done at both ends. Yeah, he's unbelievable, and I think just a guy, he just doesn't make mistakes, yeah. which I love. Like you always know, he's going to do the right things. He's going to get to the right spots. Yep. Yeah. He's just, he's a guy you trust. Um, 
You know, I think with Maui, they may be sold short at times. I know you mentioned they had a bit of a rough run of form, but so many close losses throughout the season, I think their record could very easily have, you know, seen them finish second um, yeah. without too much trouble in a home final this week. But at the end of the day, we're all in the same spot. It's one win uh, to play in a grand final. I'm sure Warwick will remember, and I shouldn't bring it up, but last year being undefeated throughout the season and not playing in a grand final. So I think anything can happen. Look, I just want to point out that there's a bit of a rivalry between uh, this game. As you said, there's been a lot of big V players in both sides. Um, and the one that I'm excited to watch is our very own Liam Fitzpatrick versus Nick Sedley. Oh. I think we've got hard defense versus athletic scoring. It's just going to be massive. That <laughs> is a very good point. <laughs> Maui, um, a lot of good players. They've got a lot of young players as well. So they've, they've got some really experienced, obviously. And Nick, you mentioned Nick Sedley, um, one of the best shooters to come out of Gippsland. But but in all in all seriousness, my uh, Nick quality three point shooter uh, can can score at will. If he gets hot, that can seriously trouble you guys, Liam. Absolutely, I think he's a guy. You know, you just you can't leave him alone for a minute. You don't want to let him get hot. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, JC when we get into the Churchill game. But I think you know a similar level of attention needs to be paid that that guy he can win a game off his own hand. Really, yeah, he certainly can. Also, they've got the starting point guard, everyone's favourite chiropractor, Simon Van Passer. Um, done an outstanding job at Big V level for a number of years. Really controls that team. Can score, can distribute, can rebound, can defend. He's, so he, he obviously poses a matchup threat as well. I'm assuming Umbu will get the job on him. And then obviously you've got Josh Pierce as well, who great young player. Uh, he was one of the guys that was missing early in the season when they weren't travelling so well. I don't think it's any surprise that he comes back all of a sudden they've got a little bit of size and a little bit of depth there at the, at the forward spot and the, the centre spot. All of a sudden they get on a win streak and, and uh, reel off a few in a row and, and then play finals. All right. Let's get some predictions for this game. Obviously, Liam, we can't ask you being involved. So, Les, who's going to win? I'm thinking Moriville for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I give credit to Maui. They've obviously done a lot of, uh, a lot of work to even play finals and I think they are on a roll. Obviously, as I said, a bit of a slight hiccup. Uh, on the weekend, only had, I think they scored 57 against Jarrell in at home. There'll be some concerns there for those guys. In saying that, they do have the scoring ability. They've got the power to do it. I just think Warwick got too much to do. They're, they've been here, done it. Uh, I, I think they'll get it done somewhere between 8 and 12 points, I think, in the end. I think Maui will take it to them for a lot, long period of the game. I just think Warwick's depth will, will probably get them. And also, they've got three guys that are 6 or 6 plus, which, which will just test them that a little bit more. And, I think uh, I think Warren would come out with chocolates and and uh, go into another grand final. I don't think I need to add to that. I think Warren will be too strong. They got big guys, small guys. Certainly, and, and look, no disrespect to Maui, they've done a great job to get back in the finals. I've got some friends that play at Maui, and certainly not trying to diss them in any right, anyway. But uh, they, I think, I just think Warren will have too much. Effort, so. Yeah. so the next game, Churchill Trailden. Churchill Trailden, interesting one. So Churchill um, again, perennial top two. It, it seems to be we talk about Warren or Churchill finishing in the top two every year in the CBL and. No different this year. Um, they've had a great season as well. Only had a couple of hiccups. They finished second, so they get to, to face Trowell on their home court Sunday, 1 p.m. at the Trowell Leisure Centre Churchill. Um, but what can we say about this game? They've got, obviously, the, the league's leading scorer. and, and It's going to be a landslide. Yeah, Churchill are going to mop the floor with Trailman. I'm coming out of the gates now. Wow, that's a big call. There's too much talent on that team for them to lose. Look, they, again, similar to Warrior, they've got a lot of talent. Um, The one thing with Churchill is that they've they've got guys that come in and play in this team that 
They don't necessarily play big V. They don't necessarily play any other basketball. But they come in and they're really good CBL players. So, and let's be honest, any team that's led by Jordan Canavan, you're going to be okay. Uh, you're going to be good. The guys averaged 26 a game this season. That seems um, a bit light for Jordan. He must have taken a couple of nights off. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have. I think he's got to share the, the ball with the old boy, Vashon. Obviously, Vashon's in that team as well. Um, can do a bit of everything. He can, even with his old legs. I saw him on, on Facebook. There was that dunk a couple of weeks ago on sale. I didn't think he had it in him anymore. He's not human. Benjamin Button of the CBL, no question. Yeah. He's uh, He actually looks younger now than when he came out here about 13 years ago, so impressive. All jokes Bigger aside, biceps too. Yeah, I know. Have you seen his home gym set up though? It is no, amazing. I haven't. It is amazing. <laughs> you, there's no question. If I had a gym like that, I still wouldn't be like that. <laughs> you can have the gym, you're still going to use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest, he's... All his gym does is get in the way of a bar fridge, and that's probably why he looks the way he does. <laughs> but look, they got a lot of depth. Um, look, Chirrell would have had a great season. Um, they they finished out on the ladder, very very young side, led by Ben Barlow. Obviously, he had a couple of years big V experience now. Ben himself has averaged twenty a game. The thing that I like with with Chirrell, and especially Ben, is that he, again he's a guy that does it both ends. He can score from anywhere. He can take you off the dribble. He can get it. He can, he can make his own three. He can create his own shot. But he'll also play defense. And um, we don't have stats here, obviously, in the CBL. But I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged two or three steals a game just with with the pressure he puts on defensively. Um, in saying that, we've got to go to predictions. We're, we're a bit short of time here. Uh, who we got, boys? Uh, I think I said it at the start. Churchill, you convincingly. Yeah, you really did, didn't you? Yeah. yeah no, no respect at all for the T-Birds. Um, no, it's not that. about respect. I think credit where credit's due. They finished third, but I just don't think they're going to get across the So team. you're picking the top two grand final? Yep. Perfect. What about you, though? Um, yeah, look, I am obviously couldn't pick against the Blue Devils. They haven't won three straight by accident. So, look, that's a very good side. And I think Terrellgan, credit to them as well. They're not going to come in and... You know, they're not going to die wondering. I think they're going to go out and have a go. Um, and plenty of young guys, as you said. But young guys that will not be intimidated by the moment. But in the end, it's hard to pick against guys like JC and Bashan who've been doing it so well for so long. So Churchill, um, expected to be close at halftime and then uh, maybe them to take over. Yeah, I tend to agree. Look, I think, again, Trojan had a great season. You get into third and they've got a young team. They've got a big team that's going to be around for a long period of time. Um, probably the one guy that we haven't spoken about who steps up year in, year out come finals time is Rob Michaelides. He could not score all year and then he'll have 30. He'll <laughs> average 30 in the finals. Only guy that I know that has taken MVP awards off JC. So, um, Trogan are going to have a tough time cut out, uh, defending those guys. Him and JC in, in the backcourt there. And then obviously they've got the experienced Nick Michaelides. So many CBL titles to his name. So unbelievable. Sure that he'll message at some stage on his wife's Facebook page, I might add, and uh, <laughs> and no doubt he'll uh, he'll message and tell us exactly how many he's won. But just too much depth for Churchill, and and when you got one of the top two players in the league, I think uh, I think you're going to be too good. So I'd say there might be another Churchill Warrior Grand Final, which uh, there's been quite a few in the in the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and whether we get that game because I think that's the game we're going next wants to see next week. So. Good luck to all the all the teams coming into CBL finals this week. Um, I think we're really, all keen to see the outcome. We really are, and, and really keen to get to the grand final next week. Look, we'll go for another quick short break, and we'll uh, we'll flow in. We're going to talk some NBA after the break. Talk to you soon.
Welcome back to Courtside Australia. Thanks again for joining us. Um, okay, let's uh, let's change gear again here. Let's go to the NBA, NBA All-Star Game. Uh, obviously, last week, the starters were announced. A couple of snubs in terms of one in particular, but I'm sure we'll probably get him in, in our reserves. In saying that, all the guys on, on both teams are certainly deserving. What we're going to do, the Courtside Australia team are going to, to name our All-Star Reserves. No doubt we'll have a bit of debate about who's in, who's out, and why people are in. Um, and then I suppose we'll come back once they're announced and, and see who's the closest and we get bragging rights for the rest of the series. So we'll just go through the starters again. So on the east, the guard spots, we've obviously got Kyrie Irving from the Cleveland Cavaliers and Marta DeRozan from the Raptors. Uh, the front court positions, LeBron James, perennial all-star, obviously, I think it's 11 in a row, maybe 13 in a row or something. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, first-time all-star, thoroughly deserved, and obviously Jimmy Butler from the, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, in the West, we've got James Harden, Steph Curry as the starters. Look, no one agreed, no one, no one would disagree. Both those guys are starters. Still find it a little bit hard to say that Westbrook's not in that. He's averaging triple double, but anyway, that's okay. He's going to be in the team. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe um, we just need to drop positions. Maybe we do. And five guards. I'd love to see that. I would love to see a guard, a team with five guards, going up against the Greek freak and LeBron. <laughs> and just let them manhandle. It. It so <laughs> anyway, um, and then obviously in the forwards, the forward spots, you've got Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, again, outstanding season for him, Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs. So, boys, they're the starters. I'm um, ready. I'm throwing ready. down my pen, boys. Whoa. I think it's time to let the light shine on us big guys. Oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I could not agree Being more. a big man myself, almost seven foot tall, I think it's clear that we do all the hard work. So I'm not going to pick seven reserves. I love it. I'm going to pick three big guys that uh, definitely deserve to be there. So who you got in the East game? Uh, well, look, I want to start with Kevin Love. Everyone loves a big guy that can knock down some threes, followed by Jonas Valachunas. You guys have been hanging it on me all day. Because <laughs> I can't that. say that name that right. So and I think we're going to go with Joel Embiid. Yeah, for the okay. third. I like that. Quickly into the West, I want to go Stephen Adams, the big guy that can <laughs> yeah. never, never get a rebound. Who's the last guy going punch on? Rudy Gobert, which definitely should be pronounced Gobert. Yep. <laughs> and um, we're going to go Timothy Moscow. Oh, it's such <laughs> great selection. I have picked the big guys because they work the hardest. We wow. can obviously see you put no thought into that whatsoever. So. Um, <laughs> thanks. No, I love where you're going with it though, because in all seriousness, you are a big guy. I used to think I was big until I met you, and I love the fact that you—that's the first time all day you said Jonas Valanciunas, right? <laughs> Not bad. We, we really need to record some of the stuff we were talking about prior to actually taping because. In fairness, it's not spelt like it sounds. No, I agree. Right. I, I do agree. And I think that might lead to a segment at some stage in the future where we go back and look over the names of NBA players past just to see how we go at actually pronouncing them. So good leading to that uh, segment. All right, so Dane's, Dane's named his uh, his reserves. I'm, I'm assuming that there might be a few differences, Liam. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, who do you got in the East? So I followed the uh, traditional model uh, of the reserves, <laughs> which may be a little controversial. Yeah, but It might be right, might be wrong. Yeah. Not sure. Uh, so I've gone with uh, Kyle Lowry, yep. who to me is the number one Raptor. Uh, Paul George. I have got Joel Embiid. Bang. Uh, Paul Millsap of the Hawks. Okay. Carmelo Anthony, Isaiah Thomas, and John Wall. Right. 
Okay. Sounds like we might have had a couple of differences there. A couple. Camelo surprised me a little. Yeah. Um, um, I guess at the end of the day, um, when I look at uh, the All-Star game, I know a lot of people will tell you about team performance. I'm really just thinking it's a spectacle. He's a guy you love to watch. True. And with good players around him, he's going to be at his best. Couldn't agree more. He's certainly a good player to watch and will be at his best. What is it? Which three league? gold medals? Yeah. yeah. Four he's Olympic got... appearances? Yeah. yeah. Look, he's, he's certainly a good quality player and, and couldn't argue that point. You're talking good players to watch. What's your reasoning for putting Paul Millsap in? <laughs> That's tough. I'm, I'm a Millsap fan. I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But we'll go through mine in a minute. But yeah, he, certainly. Yeah, I think well, if you watch the Hawks this year, he's really carried that team. And, Certainly has, yeah. You know, he's, uh, he just gets it done. He's a bit unorthodox, but he's inside, outside, and just a great guy. Just a big smile on his face. Yeah. I love watching him and Dwight Howard together. Just a couple of happy guys. Look, all jokes aside, I, I, he, he could certainly play in the All-Star game and has previously and, and, had, and would be thoroughly deserving of it. No, no question at all. Um, How are we looking in the West? Yeah, let's go with the West for sure. All right. What have you got, Les? Uh, my my West lineup. I've got the guard spots. I've got Russell Westbrook. Obviously, we we briefly touched on it before. I think uh, very unlucky not to be a starter. But at the end of the day, no one judges on how many starting appearances you made in the All Star game. Does uh, attitude come into that? No, it could be a controversial. Controversial. I wouldn't have thought so. The guy's averaging a triple double. I don't care if he's flipping the bird to the fans. Yeah, he deserves to be there. Simple fans are the ones who pick. Well, and that's True. that's what well, we won't. That's a debate for another. <laughs> My second guard spot. This is this probably controversial. I've got Chris Paul in there. I know he's injured, so I've named Mike Conley as his replacement. I think Chris Paul's had an outstanding season. You see straight away he comes back, comes back from injury. Him and Blake Griffin out of the Clippers side. All of a sudden he comes back and they start winning games again. He goes out with a thumb injury now for six to eight weeks, and they're on a slide. And in saying that, they did have a nice road win today, but. I think he's the heart and soul of that team, and, and he leads that team from the front. I think he's a deserving all-star. I don't think that he shouldn't be named just because he's injured. Um, that's me. That's my, my opinion there. That's fair. Doesn't count for anything, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I've got DeMarcus Cousins. Dane's going to be real happy with this because I've got three big guys here. DeMarcus Cousins, Marcus Gasol, Rudy Gobert, Gobert, or Gobert. Gobert. Um, all three outstanding seasons. I think uh, all deserving all-stars. Um and then my last two, I wasn't sure. I've, I've tossed up a little bit there, but I've gone Gordon Hayward from the Jazz, and then I've gone CJ McCollum at the last spot for uh, in, in the West. I think CJ's had a great, great season. Everyone talks about Lillard being the leader of that team. I think McCollum's stepped up big time this year and is having a, a hell of a season. So that's my West reserves. Wow, so McCollum over Lillard. I'm going McCollum over Lillard. I just think he's had some big games. I, don't get me wrong. I, I love Lillard. I love the way they play. Whether McCollum would be as good without Lillard, I don't know, but I also don't know whether Lillard would be, would be as good at this very point in time without without McCollum. They've had a terrible season as a team, though. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just like watching CJ play. And I think I think he can add to that. I, I think Lillard's been there. He, he's, I think he's been an All Star before. I'm pretty sure he's maybe a one time All Star. No, that's how we get all the <laughs> all the great Dame Dollar tracks, and oh, of course, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's how we get such good second okay. half of the season. So yeah, true. So I'm doing and that. I'm doing that for Portland's sake. Another all-star snub, and he might just spur them into the playoffs. Yeah, look, the other guy I was thinking about throwing in there is Eric Bledsoe as well. I just don't think they've won enough games. I think he's been outstanding. But um, we could debate this all night. So we've got different there. Um, so just a, yeah, a couple of differences. Um, so I actually had Lillard in my squad. Yeah, cool. Um, big fellas, I had the same. I had Cousins, Gasol, and Gobert. <laughs> 
Uh, and I also had in there LaMarcus Aldridge and Clay Thompson. Pure and simple, I think, with the way the Spurs are playing. Yeah. You know, it's easy enough to justify having two guys in there. Certainly. Uh, with the Warriors, no question they could have three in there. Yeah. And I think Clay is a guy that could uh, make a very exciting all-star appearance. And who knows? Couldn't, couldn't agree more. There's probably other guys there too. Uh, just to touch on mine from the East. Uh, only one that I had different. I had Kemba Walker in my team. Um, I didn't have uh, Paul Millsap or Carmelo. And then I was actually tossing up in my last spot between Jabari Parker and Joe Allen B. I, I don't know. I don't Let's know. get the big guy in. I, yeah. I think, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to see him at All-Star Weekend too. He'd be so good to watch him at All-Star Weekend. <laughs> um, that's us. That's our selections. Hit us up on Facebook if you if you want to agree, disagree. Cases for... Um, We'll, we'll see how we go. I think the, the All-Star Reserves are named maybe late next week. So hopefully by the time we, we record episode two or three, they'll be out and we can uh, we can go back and have a bit of banter and have where it actually slept so, <laughs> I um, think I'll be on the money. Oh, I think you probably so. will be. I really yeah. think that Jonas Valanciunas will be in there. I hope so. I just hope that you mispronounce his name again, to be honest. No, I'm not even going to try and say <laughs> <it again. laughs> How about Giannis Antetokounmpo? No. Okay. No, not great. Right. Right. Different did you, segment. Did you catch the name of uh, Melbourne's no. new import day? This isn't a game. <laughs> um, I think we can add it to a segment maybe later. But, yeah, not definitely. great with uh, interesting names, guys. <laughs> yeah, cool. Definitely yeah. a segment moving forward. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's us for NBA All-Star. We got tips. We do have some tips coming up. So we're going to go straight into NBL tips for the upcoming round 17. We're going to keep track of this as well so we can, again, everything we do, and you're going to hear this used a bit, we like a little bit of banter, so we're going to keep it lighthearted. We're going to have a bit of a joke between each other. If someone doesn't tip a winner, there will be penalties. I can assure you of that. And I mean for a round. It's okay if you get one wrong here or there, but if you tip a full round wrong, oh, there's got to be penalties because, let's be honest, we probably shouldn't be doing a basketball podcast if we don't even get one right. Um, in saying that, I'll go through the games. We'll uh, I'll keep track of it. We will put them up. We might even put the tips up on the Facebook page just to make sure it's out there for everyone to see and we are accountable. Uh, and then we'll, we'll keep track of it and see who wins come the end of the NBL season and then we'll go from there. So I'll run through the games and I'll just one or two word answers. Uh, I'll throw it out. I'll ask Dane first, then Liam, and then I'll throw in my, my uh, selection there. Round 17 of the NBL kicks off uh, Australia Day, funnily enough, in New Zealand um, <laughs> with a New Zealand-Cairns game. Um, Dane, who you got? Uh, New Zealand will be too strong. Yeah, they've got the breakers as well. Clean sweep for the breakers. I think they're just playing too good at the moment. Um, yeah, won't go into it. Brisbane-Sydney uh, in Brisbane. Uh, I think after last week's performance, it's, it's hard to back against uh, Brisbane. You know what? I was uh, I was thinking the same way, but I'm... Uh, I'm going to take a flip. I'm going to go for the Kings. Oh, he's going for points. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm 50-50 on this one too. I'm going to lead to, lead to Brisbane just because they're at home. Uh, next game, Illawarra Adelaide in Illawarra. 1v2. Adelaide. I don't mean yeah. that. I just think they're, they're a class act. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do play out the rest of the season having signed up top spot, whether some guys get some rest, whether they try some different things. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll uh, still take the points against the Hawks. Yeah, that's a valid point there. Obviously, they're going to be starting to look at trying to – they might even start resting some guys to make sure they are fresh, fresh, don't take a chance of injury. 
it's a fine line whether you do that or because then you can mess with form as well. But you know what? After last weekend, Illawarra will be really disappointed with the weekend they had. I think they're going to come out and prove a point at home on their home court centre stadium before playoffs. I'm going Illawarra. Oof. Perth, Melbourne, in Perth, 10,000 screaming fans sold out week after week. Perth. Liam? <laughs> yeah, can't tip against the Cats at home. Um, huge game uh, last week from Cotton. I think the way Casey Prather has played out the season. Um, you know, they're just going to be a consistent team, and I'd take them to get the win over Melbourne, and unfortunately haven't had that same level of consistency. It's unfortunate. As we said earlier, got to keep the boys fit, keep them on the court. Definitely. Um, look, unfortunately, I hate tipping against them as well, but I've got to go Perth at home. They're, they're a tough, tough get over there. Uh, second last game of the round, Sydney, New Zealand, in Sydney. Uh, look, I think New Zealand, once again, they've, they've proven that they're a class act time and time again this time <laughs> of year. Um, yeah, tough to beat. Yep, I have to agree. I'm hoping the breakers can uh, extend that streak. Yeah, look, unfortunately, I think uh, I think Sydney might be making it nine losses out of the last ten, unfortunately, over the weekend. So New Zealand for me as well. Final game of the round, we're whizzing through this now. Cairns, Brisbane in Cairns. Brisbane for the same reasons. I think I think they've come out with dropping their import. Blokes want to prove that they're there to play in the National Basketball League. So Brisbane again. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the Taipans up there at the snake pit. And we're going to go Brisbane as well, just for the travel factors. I think Cairns got to come back from New Zealand. Um, just a slight little time difference. Same day, same amount of days preparation. On. I'm just going to go Brisbane on the road for no other reason than the travel. And uh, that's pretty much it for there. So there is our tips. We'll throw them up on the, on the Facebook page for you guys to have a look at. Again, please hit us up on Facebook. Please hit us up on Twitter and, and check out the website. Website's still under a bit of construction, but we'll certainly get there. Look. Nearly done, boys. Nearly episode one, done and dusted. Been a lot of fun. I think we've, we've probably spoken for a lot longer than we anticipated. It's For, for us, it's, it's felt really good. Let's go into what you're looking forward to this weekend. It can be from anywhere, NBA, NBL, Look, Big V, C grade. I don't care. I'll what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to local CBL games. There's no NBL in Victoria this week, so uh, I'll get down and support the local league. Great. Liam, what do you have to, well, than playing, what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, obviously looking forward to a big game uh, Saturday night, but um, I've certainly got that Perth-Melbourne game uh, circled as one to watch too. So have that on the old uh, record to watch when I get home after hopefully a good win Saturday night. Well, you might be able to watch it when you get home if it's Perth. I don't know what the time of the game is, but it might actually be might even be real late, so you might be perfect. Look at that. That'd be great. Um, look, for me, I just like the fact that the top four teams are playing right now at the business end of the season. You've got Illawarra, Adelaide, uh, and Perth and Melbourne both playing the same weekend. One, two versus three, four. Um, well, I think actually, sorry, Perth and Melbourne are four and five, but they're same win-loss record basically. So that's got huge, huge ramifications for the winner and loser of that game. Um, but Illawarra, Adelaide, I'm really looking forward to as well. Two top teams. Illawarra are tough at home, and I think uh, it'll be interesting to see the outcome of that and whether Adelaide may take the the rest approach or, or whether they just go out now they've got top spots sewn up. So look. That's us. That's what we've done. Thank you again for joining us uh, on Courtside Australia, our first podcast. I hope you guys listen to it. I uh, should note that, that it, we, we are producing on a Tuesday. Hopefully we can get it out by the end of the week around Australia Day. By the time you listen to this, obviously it's out, which is good. Um, but I really appreciate the fact that you have listened. As we said a few times, let's get on and follow us on, on Twitter, um, Facebook, get around the web website. We will post some links. We'll post some stuff on, on social media. We, we've started to increase our presence. It's been a lot of fun, guys. 
Um, I'm, I'm thinking with how much fun it has been, it certainly isn't going to be the last one. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Dane, any words of wisdom to finish off? Uh, I think I'm good, guys. Look forward to next week. Thank you. Liam, as always, a pleasure. Absolutely. It's been good. Everybody hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Hopefully some uh, some feedback. Hopefully some more listeners again next week. Certainly. Look, we'll uh, we'll obviously get on. We'll start getting guests involved. And as, as we grow, um, things will be better. Again, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Can't wait to see you out on the court. And as always, we'll catch your courts on. Bye for now.